Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, everybody. Let's bow our head and let's pray. Father, we want to thank you as we go to the Word today that we are blessed. We thank you, Father God, that the Word of God is always good, and we appreciate the Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's open our Bible, please, to the book of Proverbs, the 18th chapter. Proverbs chapter 18 has been our foundational text. It says in Proverbs 18 and verse 14, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. If you have a wounded or a weakened or a weak initiated spirit, it will be unbearable. Life will be unbearable. So this is what I want you to write down. I want you to write down the spirit, the strong spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but with a wounded or a weak initiated spirit, life becomes unbearable. That's what I want you to write down. That is what I want you to write down. The strong spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, his bodily afflictions, his uh, times of testing and trials, but a weakened and a wounded spirit, uh, all right, is unbearable. All right, life becomes unbearable. I want to read that verse to you from different translations and, and then give you the most accurate rendering of this verse. All right. The Message Bible says, A healthy spirit conquers adversity. But what can you do when the spirit is crushed? So what the King James called a wounded spirit, the Message Bible calls it a crushed spirit. All right. So let me read now to you from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation says, The human spirit can endure a sick body. I can testify of that. When my body was sick, it was my spirit that brought me through. It was my spirit man that brought me through. The human spirit can endure a sick body, but who can bear a crushed spirit? Now, the Amplified Bible put it this way. Okay. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and a broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? All right, now, <clears throat> I'm going to give you the uh, Hebrew uh, and version of it. And, 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 I've, and I've, I've, I've recognized the Hebrew version because, and to make it into English. So, you're getting the recognized, the Glenorechion uh, uh, rendering of this verse from the Hebrew. All right, a man's strong spirit endures and sustains him during tough and sick times, but a weak and crushed spirit will be his demise. A weak and a crushed spirit will be his what? His demise. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand if your spirit is weakened or if your spirit is. Uh, uh, crush, that will be your demise. And you don't want to be uh, in a place where there is a demise in your life. No, 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 no. Okay? Now, uh, <clears throat> a man's, I want you to write this down, a man's strong spirit, write this down, please, will uphold him through 
any crisis, but a crushed spirit will be his downfall. So we've been looking at the virtues of a strong spirit. Now, I want you please to write this down. A healthy spirit will result into a healthy body. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 24 and verse 10. If you fall, if you faint in the day of adversity, so the Bible does talk to you about a day of adversity, your strength is small. So now uh, let's pick up on where we left off yesterday, and then I'm going to show you how to develop your spirit man. So yesterday, when I left you, we were talking about how a strong spirit gives you the power of resistance. A strong spirit gives you the power of resistance. All right. Um, We've discovered that you have, there's some things that you need to resist. You need to resist the devil as he attempts to thwart your destiny. Number two, you need to resist witchcraft. Now the word witchcraft, one of the meaning of the word witchcraft is that which is hidden, that which is hidden. There are things coming against you which are hidden, which are invisible to the naked eyes, right? So you've got to learn to resist these things. You have an invisible, you have an invisible enemy whose whole career and objective is to make your life miserable on the earth. All right. Thank you, Jesus. There's a little fly flying around here. Okay. So you have to resist Uh, the devil as he attempts to thwart your destiny. Number two, you have to resist witchcraft. And number three, you have to resist sin and sicknesses. Amen. And uh, so this is important for you to understand this. With the same vehemence that you will, and the same uh, intensity that you will resist sin, you've got to resist sickness uh, with the same intensity. All right? With the same vehement attitude. Now, today, I want to pick up on a few things and then show you how to develop a strong spirit. Write this down, please. A strong spirit enables you to receive from God, whereas a weak spirit, or while a weak spirit, makes you vulnerable and subject to receive from the devil. So the question that you want to answer today or ask yourself today, is who, from whom do I want to receive? From whom do I want to receive? Do I want to receive from God, or do I want to receive uh, from Satan? Now, I, I, I can answer for myself, I do not want to receive anything from Satan. Well, a strong spirit, everybody say with me, a strong spirit, an empowered, a strengthened An exercised spirit enables you, empowers you to receive from God while a weak, broken, crushed spirit makes you vulnerable and subject to receive from the devil. Now, write this down, please. The stronger your spirit man is, the more and the quicker you will receive from God. Let me say it again. The stronger your spirit man is, the more and the quicker you will receive from God. The flip side of that coin is, the weaker your spirit man is, 
the more and the quicker you will receive from the devil. Did you hear that? Okay. So, write, write this down. Write this down now. A strong spirit acts like a magnet pulling on the things of God, whereas a weak spirit acts like a magnet towards fear, failures, and calamities. Are you listening? So your spirit man is like a magnet. If it is strong, it, it, it will pull on, it has the pulling power to pull on the good things of God. Are you listening? Whereas if your spirit man is weak, it makes you vulnerable, right, to receive, and you don't want to receive, from Satan. Now, now, you know, just if you look at the, the today, young and the old, the young and the old, just like a weak immune system makes you vulnerable to receive diseases, a weak spirit makes you vulnerable to receive from Satan. Now, you, you, you can see how the young, when, when they have a strong immune system, that they're not subject to the flu um, or to pandemic like the older generation generations are. Why? Because they have a stronger immune system. So when you have a strong immune system, all right, you can repel, you can resist, and you can repel the flu. Are you listening? So whereas the older generations, all right, I'm talking about the world now. I'm not talking about you, all right, because of a weakened immune system, they become subject, they become vulnerable to the outward um um, seasonal diseases. Are you listening? Let me say it again. With the young who have a strong immune system because of their youth, they can resist, they can repel, they can reject the seasonal uh, infirmities. Whereas the older generation, Bill, you old, Bill McGill, you old. <laughs> he says, I know you ain't talking about me. I'm talking about you, but you you got a strong immune system. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You're only up in age, but not uh, in your immune system. All right. But just like a weak immune system in the older generation makes them vulnerable to receive diseases. All right. A weak spirit makes you vulnerable to receive from Satan. This is why you've got to build your spirit man. It is your responsibility to build your spirit man. Can you say amen? All right. Now, let's write this down, please. Let me give you another virtue. Praise God. Let me give you another virtue of uh, why you must develop a strong spirit. A strong spirit enables you to maintain what you have obtained from God. Now, that is so crucial. That is a key factor why you must develop a strong spirit. Because I know, as you are listening to me today, 
many of you, many of you, now listen to this now, you have seen somebody testifying in church how God healed them of cancer, how God healed them of a disease, how God delivered them from certain uh, infirmities or whatever or calamities that they were going through. Only for a year later on, you're going to the funeral of that same person that testified in church and everybody clapped their hands, how they were healed, how they were delivered, how they were set free, and so forth and so on. What's the issue? Did God heal them? Absolutely. But they could not maintain what they obtained. And many times we can't maintain what we obtain is because we have a weak spirit or we are weak. Now, remember what I've said to you before, and I will say it again. There is a difference between being uh, saved and being strong. All born-again believers are saved, but that doesn't mean that all born-again believers are strong. You hear me? All right, and that is a sad reality in our lives in, a, in, in Christ, Christendom today, that the majority of people who are saved and born again are not strong. They're not strong. And so because we're not strong, we cannot maintain, we cannot maintain what we have obtained. Now, let me show you what I mean here. I... Uh, I like to, you know, I was born in a little tropical island called Mauritius, and uh, I enjoy fishing, you know. And uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was, one of the great things that they do in Mauritius is, uh, is blue marlin, you know, deep sea fishing. I'm always mesmerized by that, always mesmerized by blue, and they have competition and so forth and so on. And sometimes you, you watch it on television, and I love it when they go deep sea fishing and go for the uh, blue marlin uh, fishing, right? They have it also in Florida and, and all over the world. But I, I, you know, I enjoy the one because uh, I was first introduced to uh, blue marlin from Mauritius, all right? So that's why I love watching it, praise God. And the, um, the blue marlin is a magnificent fish. It, it is a magnificent fish, fantastic I mean, very royal-looking fish, right? It's not like a minnow. It's not like a blooming catfish. Good Lord, it's not a catfish. It's not a minnow, all right? It's not a carp. It's a blue marlin, very royal, very magnificent creature. All right, now, I was watching um, a program on television, a competition, and uh, this guy got his... Um, the blue marlin bit his bait, all right? And this, this is not like fishing for bluegill. This is not like fishing for tilapia, or where you can just reel them out, all right? You know, it's, uh, what is that fish now in that big huge grouper? You know how big a grouper can get? My good God Almighty. A grouper is huge, 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 all right? Bigger than a human being. Are you listening? All right, so they, they uh, and, and, when, and when you see people trying to reel in a, a grouper, a huge grouper, it takes two people, it takes, it takes a long time. And so it takes a long time to reel in a blue marlin. Now, what I saw that day was that this guy, and some of them were sportsmen, all right, that I knew, they went out there for the, for the, for the fishing, and this guy, his, uh, the blue marlin bit on his bait. And you would think that he could just reel it in. No, 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 no. He had to sit down 
He had to sit down and they had to fasten his seatbelt because that fish was trying to pull him out of the uh, out of the boat and throw him into the water. So they had to sit him down in the boat, all right, and fasten the seat belt. And that fish was pulling that way, going to the left, going to the right, going here and there, pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling. But you know what? As long as that fish was on the hook, as long as that fish was on the hook, it was just a matter of time before, all right, before that uh, uh, blue marlin, as big, as magnificent, as royal as it is, was in the boat. Now, it took that guy over 30 minutes to 45 minutes to bring that fish in, to bring that fish in. In fact, I was reading about how it took one guy, all right, this was published in June 2015, all right, uh, by KHON, a Fox-affiliated station in Hawaii, all right, and they were talking about how it the, this massive fish, right, uh, that was reeled in at 848 pounds, an 848-pound marlin that put up a fight with the fishermen, right? The crew of the boat, Corcoran, tells KHON, that it took them nearly 16 hours, 16 hours to finally land that fish because that fish, right, was fighting the whole way. All right, the man said, reeling, reeling until my arm just locked up completely. I couldn't do anything about it. They had to massage me. They were dumping water on me, feeding me Gatorade. It was very intense, very intense. An 848-pound marlin, all right? That is on the newspaper. You can check it out on um, on the Internet right now. 16 hours, 16 hours to reel in this 848-pound blue marlin. That's a humongous fish. Are you listening to me, somebody? Can you say amen? Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, but as long as that fish was on the hook, all right? <clears throat> now, look what this guy says, all right? Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to read that to you, okay? He says here, The crew tells us they saw the marlin jumping in and out of the water from afar and thought maybe it was a pretty good-sized fish, about 400 pounds. Little did they know it would be more than twice that size that it would give them the fight of their lives. Now, this man, his name was Mike Von Wigant, said this. We had the fish up to the boat, close to the boat, uh, over a hundred times. Did you hear that? We had the fish up to the boat, close to the boat, over a hundred times. And it screamed the reel, and it took as much line as it could every time. All right? And that's where the expertise of these guys, the captain backing down nonstop, nonstop, chasing that fish. We hooked up near uh, Koolina and we ended up and we ended up bringing the fish to the boat to the boat at Kaina Point, about two miles offshore. So we travel about twenty three miles backwards in circles all night long. Did you hear that? We travel backwards, all right, twenty three miles in circle all night long, trying to reel that fish in. Trying to reel that fish in. 
So, but as long as the fish was on the hook, right, they maintain what they obtain. So you got to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that you can, you can go the distance. This is why you've got to develop your spirit man. Amen. That you can maintain what you obtain. Can you lift up your hands with me? All right. And say with me, I will maintain what I obtain. Now, now let me give you one more because I got to go do some of the stuff today. So I won't be very long. All right. So maybe next 10 minutes I'll be done. All right. Write this down because I love this one. I love this one. A strong spirit acts like a shock absorber or a suspension when you go through life's potholes. Just like your car needs a suspension. Just like your car needs to have shock absorbers. All right? So that uh, you don't feel it when you go through potholes. You need a strong spirit. Glory to God. Amen. To... uh, that acts like a shock absorber, a suspension when you go through life's potholes. And life has many potholes. Are you listening? And pitfalls. I was in a pothole. I was in a pitfall in August for just over two weeks, nearly three weeks of my life. Are you listening to me, somebody? Where it was touch and go. I was going through one of the major potholes of life, death and sickness. But... My spirit man, amen, and the prayers of the saints didn't allow me to be crushed. Can you say amen? It didn't allow me to be crushed. So when you go through potholes and pitfalls, you know when you say, when you hear people say, oh, I can't take this no more. This is too much for me. That just indicates to you that the spirit man are not strong. And if it was strong, it would act like, an act, uh, like a suspension. It would act like a shock absorber. Are you listening? This is why you have to build your spirit man. And some of you, you know, you, you notice that uh, when when Paul and Luke were in the same boat, uh, Paul, he had life on his mind, whereas Luke said, we're not going to make it. I didn't see any sun. I didn't see any stars. I didn't see the moon. Man, all hope that we should be saved was gone. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Luke was had death on his mind because that became too much for him. Jesus in the boat and the disciples. The disciples said, Lord, we're going to die. Don't you care? We're going to die. But what was Jesus doing? Sleeping in the hinder part of the ship on a pillow. Two different attitudes. Jesus had a good, strong shock absorber. His spirit man was strong. Whereas the disciples, because they were weak, right? They were being horrified and petrified by the storm. So you know that you are uh, strong spiritually, that you have a strong spirit when you come to the realization, I should be falling apart in this situation, but I'm not. I still got it together. I still got it together. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen? Now, in closing today, and we will pick up on that again this week, how do I build and maintain a strong spirit? Well, well, how do you become strong physically? How do you become strong physically? Well, you have to have the right diet and you have to exercise. These are the two fundamentals of developing a strong and healthy body. You must have the right diet and you must exercise. And add this to number three. 
uh, to uh, number three to this, this, this first I just gave gave you. In order to do a proper exercise, you need to go to the gym. You need to go to the gym. You know, um, I haven't been to the gym this week because I've been in the, in Texas. And I was thinking to myself, well, the moment I land tomorrow, I am going to go to the gym tomorrow night. I go to the gym tomorrow night. I love going to the gym. Now, so uh, so these three things are important. Important. Number one, you got to feed yourself the right food. Number two, you must exercise. You must exercise. All right? Number three, now, exercise is not optional. I, I read something, yeah, I read something yesterday, which I put in the, um, it's a millionaire quote from T. Boone Pickens. That's what I'm saying to you. You're going to love this uh, this notebook, this note, uh, this workbook that comes uh, with the um, millionaire, um, kingdom millionaire, raising kingdom millionaire webinar. When you buy it, when you purchase it, listen to this now. T. Boone Pickens said this. T. Boone Pickens said this. He said, now listen to this, you might learn something. He says, fitness, right, is a matter of sports for the youth. But fitness, exercising, is a matter of fitness for sportsmen. For the youth. But exercising is a matter of health and survival for the old. My, my, my. I read that last night. I thought, man, Mr. Pickens, you are, uh, that's a great pearl of wisdom. Exercising, fitness, is uh, a matter of sports for the youth. But exercising and fitness is a matter of health and survival for the old. And some of you older generation that don't want to exercise, don't want to work, work out, that don't want to walk, that don't want to just, just sit around, you're just inviting. You are just sitting there inviting because the more you sit, the more you sit there and don't do anything, the weaker your body becomes. Are you listening? All right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta eat the right thing, and you've got to exercise. All right, you've got to exercise. I love that piece of wisdom. Uh, nugget from T. Boone Pickens. Fitness, all right, is a matter of sports for the youth. But fitness and exercise is a matter of health and exercise for the old, all right? It's a matter of survival and health for the old. The older you become, the more exercise you have to do. The older you become, the more exercise you have to do. Now, so it's a matter of diet. It's a matter of uh, exercise. And it's a matter of going to the gym. Well, how do we translate that into our, for our spirit? Well, you've got to eat spirit food, the right spirit food. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are what? Spirit and they are life. Amen. Can you say amen? Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh, you'll have no part of me. So you got to eat word food. You got to eat spirit food. Number two, you got to exercise. How do you exercise? 
You exercise by acting upon the Word of God. Anytime that you act upon the Word of God, you are exercising. Anytime you pray in the Spirit, you are exercising your spirit man. Can you say amen to that? So you've got to eat the right food, eat the right spirit food. Amen. Number two, uh, what, do, what do I mean by eating the right spirit food? Read your Bible. Amen. Read your Bible. Read good edifying books. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. To feed your spirit man. And, and, and then point number three. All right. So you, you eat the right food and you exercise. You exercise by acting upon the word. You exercise by praying in the spirit. You're building your spirit man. You're edifying your spirit man. And number three, you go to the gym by going to the church. Going to the church. Are you listening? And that's why you've got to go to church. Are you listening? In the in the gym, you will have a trainer. Well, in the church, you will have a pastor. And you better have a pastor that teaches you the Word of God. Don't tell you stories, but teaches you what the Word of God tells you to do to make correction and adjustment to your life. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio Podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glenarecchia.org.